I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the James Show, <laughs> featuring <laughs> that James. Don't be bitter on the podcast itself. Come on, like, this is your podcast. Let's just celebrate. Forward, isn't it? I just think, celebrate that you're back. I just think right, concentrate on this that. This is how Wall Street works. I work really hard to make money so we can then fund. <laughs> Don't James. lie to the viewers and the listeners. <laughs> All right, I work really hard. Um, see what I did there, and t- t- so James can make content. And I've won this one little thing called the Long Wall Street Podcast, which I do with my mate Flav. It's a lot of fun, <laughs> and James has been like this, just worming his way in until now. It doesn't need Flav, it doesn't need me to be on it, but you're here every week. Well, one, you are on it. You're right in front of me right Today, now. Today, yeah. Two, there's another way of spinning that. Okay. You could say, you've had other things to do and I've helped out. Well, and Flav has had other things that he's had to do. This week he has to do that. Again, looking to help out. It's very defensive. Two it? ways of spinning it. Feels guilty. But it is your podcast, Matt. Thanks, mate. That's fine. I Who wrote the agenda so. today? I think James wrote that. Okay, cool. Yeah, and, and actually, we need to now do the intro. Glorified guest. Just do us a favour. <laughs> do the intro. Do the what? In, yeah. in, in what sense? Just you know, read it. Read it. Okay. Uh, so welcome to Long Long Bull Street Podcast. Flav is not here this week, uh, but we've got there's four of us. Bumper edition. Yeah. Uh, myself as Matt's kindly introduced. Matt is here as well, which is great. We can talk about parenthood. That's well, I don't know so very much about it yet, but these two could probably tell us more Absolutely, about yeah, that. you can ask some questions as well. Uh, Paul and Chris <laughs> from the Red Men TV. Uh, loads to talk about, big one being loyalty in football. Uh, Dimitri Payet and Costa in the news in a big way in terms of football. So is there loyalty in football anymore? What is loyalty worth? Um, and Or is it just a, a business that we just need to abide by now as fans? Do fans have to show their loyalty in a, in a stronger way? Chris... Uh, had a viral video uh, due to a passionate speech based on loyalty. You can say rant. Liverpool fans. I don't want to say it. It wasn't a rant. Video. It was a positive a sweary rant. rant on the internet about, but at this time it was about it's, something good. It's what he does. Yeah. It's my niche. It's a good niche. So we're going to talk about that as well. And I guess like the player power in terms of Liverpool, because there's some good examples there in terms of Suarez, Gerard. Uh, and Torres are trying to get a QPR barge in there somehow. Obviously. Holloway and Klopp, two of the greatest managers in football right now. Oh, just quickly, how has <laughs> it gone? Because I've not really been looking at QPR's results apart from I saw you beat Reading. Three on the trot, mate. Wins. One, wins in the league. Shit. Out of the FA Cup, of course. So was it three years. in the wins on the run? Huh? Was the FA Cup in the game not in the middle of that? Yeah, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. No, FA Cup. Definitely we all know. So, so have you got a chance of having a, a, a late assault on the playoffs? No, absolutely not. No, no chance. Good. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I don't you don't need that. to look down and see yeah. us there. I don't don't worry. see that. Um, but yeah, what I have done is a Holloway is known for his great qu- quotes. Klopp's known for his great quotes. So I've got some quotes, and you've got to decide if you can guess 
who said which. Okay. So testing your knowledge on that. And uh, I've also got another little game from my podcast, which is not this podcast because that's your See, podcast. I'm just great touch for a big lad. Check it out. Uh, the legend's not Mark Wright, where you will decide who's the greatest legend in Liverpool's history. Okay. A lot still. And so, and so obviously you guys have been on the podcast before, haven't you? A little while ago, but that was yeah. that was a beautiful thing. And it's changed since then because now it's actually on video as well. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Chris that in, you, you actually told me, didn't you? In no uncertain terms, it's inexcusable that this isn't a video. So we did all this for you, James. Yeah, so sorry everybody else here. That's making it worse. <laughs> yeah, apologies. So this is, I think this whole thing's going up on Longball Street on YouTube. So look, if you're listening to us on uh, uh, on iTunes or SoundCloud or, or other audio uh, means, make sure you go over and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, I'm all over the SoundCloud thing. I've never never really used SoundCloud before. Okay. And this is the podcast that I, I, I use SoundCloud You for. said you'd been binging on it, didn't you? Binging, literally. Was like, you been like polite or crack you? cocaine. Okay. Do we, were you being serious? 100%. Yeah, okay. I've listened to a, a number of them. A number of them. They've been good. Favourite podcast? Just yeah, I'll throw it out. Uh, there was the one with you, was it your, with your mum on? <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, there Thanks. was the one where you, I think you made a big deal about James was never going to be on it, and then James was on it. Yeah. I know we'd been on it before, I, I think. Um, I've yeah. just got, you know, it's, it's like my nemesis at work, yeah. is James. I like that, I like that, but I, <laughs> I'm I'll be honest, I like the, I like the camaraderie. Between yeah. um, between James and Flap, if I'm perfectly Don't honest. Don't start oh, that now. Sake. That's the last thing I need. Seriously, mate. What the f- what's the matter with you? Now, Flav's not here, um, which is sad. It is sad. He'll be back next week, though, sure. <laughs> yeah, he will. Because I'm not going through this again. He will. <laughs> Have you listened? Yeah. <laughs> Once. I enjoyed it. What did you think of the intro? The intro? The intro music. Yeah, is there intro music? There is intro music. I'm not stitching it up. I don't know. I can't remember. It was a while ago. I listened to the Jubilee one. I've watched every single one of your videos. No, you haven't. That's true. No, no. no, I absolutely loved the Jubilee video, the Jubilee podcast. I thought it was absolutely incredible. Let's 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 not sit here and wank Matt off for too long. Why do we need to be like that? Because some big events have happened in your life, Matt. First, well, there's a hair and, and a dog. Can we just say, so can this we is a reason, this is a reason to watch the video, if you listen to the podcast, go and watch the video of this, because yeah. Matt has finally sorted his hair out, oh, no. and um, we've been giving you stick for it, and I heard you say this on a previous podcast about how you're the kind of personality that if someone says something to you, you'll almost deliberately not do it, and yeah. I get that I'm exactly the same way, yeah. so I, I, I appreciated the situation, I should have not mentioned it at all. And you'd have maybe sorted it out sooner, but you're looking mm. great. You're looking dapper. You're looking younger. Thank once you. we sort this shit out, and look, we're both in the same yeah. boat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it could be back to the mat that I once knew and loved. Thank you. It's, uh, I think that's nice. How did that feel? <laughs> How did that feel? No, no, that the head, post. Well, the thing is, right, is that when you've, you know, I've been around a few years. I've had a few haircuts in my time, and I've had Fuck a few. Of eagles. And I've, you have some bad ones, don't you? And and when you're going from a hair that had ultimately got to down here to short. You want it to be right, and my guy Jay, who uh, you've got a guy. I had a guy, uh, a, a very nice Australian gay man called Jay, who's gone back to Australia now. And when he left, I was like, I don't know if I could trust anyone with this. I don't know if I can do that. And because I've been busy moving house, running a business, kind of podcast, getting ready to have a child, um, big podcast. Um, it's been. I didn't want to just go anywhere and just make that. So now I've kind of had a couple of weeks off. I managed to, to see a little place, go in there, have an haircut. Did you interview him well. before he gave you a haircut? <laughs> yeah. What were the questions what that you were likely him? to do? How many haircuts? What are your you intentions with <laughs> <in> my hair? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, but no, I had it cut. It's yeah, it's it's cool. Ty's happy great. with Ty's it. Ty's happy. 
Yeah, Are you that. though? Yeah, I mean it was a mess, but it was just like I'll tell you what I'm not happy about because I moved house ultimately because I was having a kid, but because I've got dogs, and every day I have to get up and walk the dogs, right? And you do that at night as well, so they can use the loo, and that meant I was dealing with a 23-hour day immediately, right? So I moved house so I could get make it a 24-hour day again, and I've done that. But now I've now got to do my fucking air in the morning. I don't know before I could just do that and it was done. So now I'm down to a 23 and a half hour day. So you're saying long hair was a life hack that you developed for yourself? Yeah, yeah, basically that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm sticking with that as well. I so miss yeah. my long hair. Well, you've given us to be fair. See, I do miss what my Matt's long hair. done though is he's given us all back half an hour of our days of talking about how shit his hair looked. So uh, there you go. You've, you've, you've no. lost half an hour, but we've all got half an hour back. No problem. What is that? What is the other? <laughs> what is the other? You've had a kid. That's it. You've yeah. had a kid as well. Got that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Move on. Yeah. yeah. Thirty seconds on that. Five minutes on there. Yeah. <laughs> That's covered. Like. But I, I mean, it's. Um... Can you do it in two sentences each? For someone who, hopefully, one day will. It's a blind panic. panic. Wow. That's what it is. It's like a monumental, physical, rewarding, <laughs> struggle fight. <laughs> Struggle fight daily. It's a significant fight. That struggle mm-hmm. fight. I don't know whether I can sum parenting up in two days, but what I will say is I'm two with days. Two, <laughs> in, two, yeah, in two days. Even, never mind two sentences. But I am with the right person, the one person that I will be happy standing behind the kitchen door with, screaming "fuck off" at me kids. <laughs> because that's what sometimes it's re- you are reduced to. But I know that I'm with the right person. We can both stand behind that kitchen door together and scream "fuck off" like this. I love that. That's really the most well. romantic thing I've ever heard. It yeah. is beautiful. Now that's, I, we, we, we've been lucky. Um, like so, some of my NCT group like listen to this, right? And they've had uh, there's five different we types of kids. NCT group group we are, we're doing an NCT <laughs> group shout out. Okay. No, because because I, I read about I read about these um, the, the different types of kids that you can uh, that you can have. Right? Don't do that. I'm so and, and on one end of the spectrum is is an angel baby, and on the other end of the spectrum is a grumpy baby. And a grumpy baby, if you take it outside, it cries. If you pass it around, it cries. Like they're just any any change, they're gonna cry. We've got an angel baby, which means that the dogs are barking, someone comes to the door, you take her out, you take her from a buggy into this, into that upstairs, and she's amazing. She she latches all the stuff that you want a baby to do, she does, we're so blessed. And I know a few of the guys in NCT have, have got it a bit tough at the minute where they're not sleeping at all during the night. So Matthew, we're very lucky. Let me just give you one piece of advice. But it's give very it a, hard. A piece of advice yeah. that was handed yeah. to me, yeah. and, it was, and it, I'll hand it to anyone who wants to listen. We don't talk about sleep club. You do not talk about sleep. The first rule of sleep club is you don't talk about sleep club, and guess what the second rule is? You don't, you don't talk about sleep club. So if you're having good sleep, don't tell people about it. If you're oh, having bad shit. sleep, particularly, particularly if you're having good sleep, don't tell anyone about it because you're guaranteed yeah. the next night to have a horrendous night. So right. never talk about how well, we had a bad night last night, and I, I respect that. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's an absolute gift. It's like a, it's like someone's it's a gift. Face. Oh, and I did just want to say genuinely thank you because uh, there was a lot of people that had commented on yeah. videos and stuff like that before and really kind of uh, been quite supportive and friendly and, and that actually was really nice so uh, and, and that's why it's quite touching it how nice people are to you that mm. when you when you have a kid like and I got an amazing gift from Redmen actually from Chris, uh, from Chris <laughs> which was a Bo Jackson <laughs> baby grow um, don't talk about gift club I'm not saying any kind of So thanks for that, Chris. And cool, cool, cool. Cheeky Sport, who sent a bunny rabbit. Yeah, really? Lovely. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see your gift, James. Yeah, it's, it's on its way. Long. Ball.
Loyalty in football is the, is the big one for today. Uh, Dimitri Payet uh, dropped that bomb. Well, he didn't drop the bombshell. Um, Bilic did last week, um, saying that Payet doesn't want to be there anymore. Uh, that despite signing a contract, a contract uh, in the summer for five years and 125k, that he, he just wanted to go home. Um, as it's moved forward, Marseille uh, put forward a 90 million pound bid, then a 20 million pound bid. But West Ham seemed to want 30 million. Um, but it was it was a bit of a shock, and you could see that from say Nicky from Western Fan TV. We were trying to get on the, the podcast, but he's a bit too uh, he's a bit too busy, unfortunately. That that is the, Dimitri Payet of all players in the Premier League. You could see how that could affect uh, West Ham fans more so, probably I think, than any other team in the Premier League because he's he's that guy. He's their number ten, the talisman. He is the talisman by a mile, in a, and he had a great Euros. Incredible Euros. Mm. So, so, okay, so if you guys had Payet, right, and he had a great Euros like that, you'd be wanting to lock him up, wouldn't you? <laughs> but you'd be wanting to lock him up for two reasons. One, because you want him at your club, but secondly, because having him on a long contract es- establishes some value for you in terms of negotiations. Yeah. So in some ways, it's kind of not surprising that it's happening like this, but it's just quite soon, I guess. That's yeah. what the problem is. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would have got to a point, there's a general rule now that once you're into the last two years of your contract, you've seen that with Arsenal, that mm. you need to be locked into the next contract. But when you've got five years on a contract, you would hope that you'd be okay. There was probably a feeling amongst all West Ham fans in the summer of like, whew, okay, Relief, great. Yeah. Embrace, the, embrace the future where things are looking up, on the pitch we look great, we've got this great guy, just smashed the Euros and he's a fucking, he's a hammer and all this shit. <laughs> and, he, um, and, he, and, he, and then he's locked onto the contract, new stadium, blah, 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 blah. And um, it's just gone horrendously wrong, hasn't it? You know what I mean? It must be, and I'm laughing, but it's not a situation I would enjoy being in if I was, if it was happening at Liverpool. And God knows we've had similar situations of mm. massive unrest at our club in the last decade, you know. And uh, so yeah, it must be. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, as I say, I do, I do share some empathy with the likes of Nicky and stuff because who, who the fuck needs it? It'd be nice just to be able to enjoy your footy, wouldn't it, without having to deal with all this stuff? Yeah, and it puts obviously puts West Ham in a very difficult position. I think what I find slightly interesting is that. That Bilic came out and said it. That didn't. That didn't actually need to happen. No. What that, said, said what? Sorry. So he's come out in a press conference saying that he's refusing to train and he's refusing to play. No, he, he, has to, he has to say something at some yeah. point because he can't just not play him and then the questions all be about that. But he could have. He could have given himself another week at least. <clears throat> Is but when he doesn't play, there? yeah, I think so. But listen, I've got a probably a slightly diff- different view to most people on it. Say you're working in a business and you're at the top of your sales team or something like that, mm-hmm. and you're doing amazingly well, and you've just been given a little pay rise and stuff like that, and then the business changes. Mm-hmm. It's not the business that you you bought into. It's not the business that you enjoyed working in, and you then go and decide, well, do you know what? I'm going to get another job over here. That's totally fine in normal life, but when it's a footballer doing mm. it, and let's be honest, West Ham have gone through a heck of a lot of stuff at the minute, and it's not the same club that he signed that five-year deal with. It's not yeah. even playing in the same stadium anymore. Yeah. Is it so bad for him to want to go and move? That's I don't a, think I mean, it is. Question. And he's, he's saying it's family reasons. Um, 
probably think West Ham is shit. Is that what it is? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which which makes you want to kind of have a bit more sympathy for that situation. Apparently, he's been linked yeah. with other big clubs in England and and China, of course. But he just wants to kind of go back to to Marseille. But I think uh, that's what I mean. Is is what is loyalty worth? How much does it cost to have someone who's loyal? It, it sounds like there isn't an the, amount. The, the, the only loyalty that actually exists in football is the fans to the clubs. Yeah. that's it. The you know if you think Gold Sullivan and Brady are really passionate about West Ham and 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 you know restoring them to to, to glory of the past or whatever, they're not. They've bought an asset fairly cheap. They love the stadium move. They love the fact they're going to Europe because all that does is increase value. And they know that fairly soon they're going to sell this to someone from China or or you know some shake or so or American with, that's going to come in that's going to pay them a hell of a lot of money for a London club in this Olympic stadium with this capacity with X, Y, and Z, and they're going to sell it on and they're going to make a shed loads of cash from it. So their loyalty isn't to, to, to the football team it's to their wallets it's to their legacy to their business and all, and all their other interests yeah. it's hard isn't it when you because again because we're fans it's very hard to put yourself in the shoes of professional football sometimes and I think your immediate reaction is well, well, well fuck him because if he doesn't want to play for me club then fuck him you know what I mean and, and that's, that's I think we should have that mentality really because I don't think we should get too hung up over footballers because they come and go the older you get the, the, you know, there's, you don't have heroes in football anymore. The older you get, because you mm. can't, you, you know, you, you become too far removed from them, or you become too old. You realise why am I? Why am I my hero? Someone who's ten years younger than me. That's a bit weird. Um, <laughs> but it is. But but equally from it. But you, if you try your best to look at it from the footballer's perspective, and we've had to do this in, in recent years. You mentioned Suarez. Um, there will be a, the fact of the matter is Dimitri Payet is limited in his options of when he can move as well if nothing else you know, and there is a major issue yeah. and, he, and it, it's something that's cropped up and again I, the way it's been done is just weird and wrong I don't like to see that kind of thing but if you just looked at him from a perspective of like you said if it was a normal business and you've got a window of four weeks in which you're allowed to completely uproot your life and family and you've yeah. got to get some, something sorted that would be difficult if you just walked out of your job and got a new job whereas you've got to convince uh, business owners that you you know to to, to, to go to bath you because you're not organising yeah. deals you've got they've got you've got to go and organise clubs you've got to go find someone willing to pay a figure that the the they deem worthy of you mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff you know I, I can say it sounds again I say this a lot but can you ever Dimitri Paya but that that is the reality of his situation there's no point in him agitating in a month's time well, because there's nothing that can be done about his well, situation Leon McKenzie said on a, a Wall Street transfer deadline day live stream we did a few years back um, he was talking about moving on deadline day uh, for a million pounds which back then was you know a decent amount of money out maybe to Coventry he did play yeah. Coventry yeah I think, I think it was the signed by Coventry maybe I don't know if like Norwich yeah. or Palace and to, to go there for a million pounds and his agent basically advised him the only way we're going to get this deal done right is if you essentially sever your ties. You know, you you, you burn the bridges. Mm. Don't go into training. Act like a twat. Don't be the guy that you've been because we need to force the move, and that's the only way that it will kind of make it clear in it, and and they'll want you out. So he's doing what is um, the laid down path, the blueprint almost for someone that's trying to get out of a football club, and we've seen it happen loads and loads of times. Sometimes though, the club is strong enough to go. Well, actually. Barinio, for example, we're not going to cave in. What we're going to do is we're going to force you to sit and rot in the reserves. So, uh, but I just think for West Ham, it's the fans that are again carrying the can because they've had all the stuff with with yeah. the stadium, You're and that, now the yeah. star players kind of forcing a move, and they're the ones that are sitting there going, 
fucking hell, he was the one thing that I actually enjoyed coming to watch. You know what I mean? He was the one that because he plays with. Passion. There does there does seem to be a lot of buyer's remorse around West Ham this season, doesn't there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like could I have done with the cooling off periods if I'm paying for dollars? You know what the stadium? Fa- yeah, just stop them bulldozers a minute. That's not went quite worked out yeah. right for us. This contract, I'm not sure I really wanted to commit to five years for this club. It's a shame, but it's right, is that I think me pure the, the 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 lad in me that loves the young lad in me that loves football. I hates the mercenary side of it because he should, you know, he should love that foot. If he's signed for five years and he's beloved by the fans, what more do you want from life? You know, because let's yeah. face it, with someone like Dimitri Payet, where has he been? You know, he's, he's what, late 20s, going into his 30s. He is a very late boomer because, by all, again, by all accounts, he was a knobhead and you know and that was his own his own personality was getting in the way of his football and ability and that's why he's come he's, he's broken through at such a such a late yeah. age like you know I mean to be in a football club where uh, there's a, a, an incredibly passionate fan base and they worship the ground that you walk upon and you know and maybe but, you should, but he will maybe get you should that. enjoy that he like, will get know? that if he goes back to Marseille yeah. you know he, he said hasn't he publicly that his family haven't settled in London and whether you believe that or not I think the fact that he does want to go back to Marseille does kind of back that up a little bit. Mm. Because if, if yeah. he was going, if it's Carlos yeah. Tevez and he goes, I want to move closer to home and then doesn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. a bit different, exactly. Yeah. But when Pai actually wants to go back home, home where he will be loved, I can kind of understand yeah. that, to be honest. And I don't like the version side of it either, but I can put myself in his shoes. You're talking about blueprints there. In, at Brentford, they had a player called Hotter, who's like their, their best player. And then his, uh, his dad became... Uh, Poorly. and so he was honest with Brentford and said I need to go back to Ibar I think it was uh, and they let him they let him go back and play for Ibar for Adam how long is it how many months six months, six months. Um, and he's now come back and so with Pyre nice, I think they could have been I like a, that it's a lovely story yeah it's they, they could have been a, isn't it it could have been a different way for for Pyre to to approach it because that's the problem with this transfer what's the commute now? like Marseille to London no, but he could stay. The back, family can. Yeah. The family can go back and uh, if if they're unsettled, or you could, or you could yeah. sort out a loan move to Marseille. You haven't got, ki- you haven't got kids, James. Have you? Come on. But or he could he could go back to Marseille f- on loan because of this reason, and then sort something out in in the summer. The problem with the transfer window is it it puts you over what's the phrase? It puts you over a barrel, or whatever it is. It, it's it's such a small amount of time that yeah. the players end up going. All right, I'll go for it and sever yeah. those ties. Yeah. But it can get to a point, and you found it with was it with Suarez, where that, Liverpool just went no, and that's a gamble in itself as well because you can strop for as long as you want. Yeah. The other way, it's I think difficult. The, the thing with Pads again, he's coming to that age of his career where I actually, even if he'd said, oh, I'm, I'm, this is as good as I'm ever going to get. If someone like a, if a massive club are coming for him again, that would be the normal route for this. So maybe there is maybe there needs to be a touch more sympathy from. From the, in this perspective, I don't know. I, like I say, I just love footballers to just really want to play for your club and appreciate the efforts well, that you put I in. Mean, and uh, yeah. okay, so say for example, West Ham had a very different season on the pitch and they were winning. A, the fan base would probably be a hell of a lot. You're like winning makes you forget about a lot of yeah, things, doesn't yeah. it? And actually, maybe Payet would would be happy because he played and he was one of the he's one of the top players at the Euros. He's yeah. one of the top players in the Premier League last season, and he probably feels like he he deserves or he should be playing in a team that's actually fighting it out uh, for honours, not knocked out of most things. Uh, so you can kind of understand it a little bit. But uh, the Wash the Pageant said on a podcast in the, the past because I think that uh, Flav was asking about look, Harry Kane and he was saying. 
look, can you just, when Harry Kane kisses the badge and says he loves the club, you know, does he mean it? Does he? And, and they washed the page and said, no. So I say, look, all of them, they'll say that, they'll do those things, but they're all, they're yeah. all motivated by status. Well, we have, it, we have it at Liverpool, it's are. surprising how many, because we know, isn't it great how many ex-players, what an affinity they developed for Liverpool? Well, yeah, affinity because two things A you know some of them won a lot of trophies at Liverpool and they maybe they feel the old Liverpool some of them but equally there's a Liverpool gravy train and that if you if you are just a Coventry City legend or whatever you know maybe the opportunity for you to earn some dough out after after the game's over are, are far more limited than they would be at, at Liverpool so this is, a, this is the thing we're should, kind of, kind of should we as football fans be just get over it stop romanticising it and be more like like the NFL it's, it's much more understood that it's a business that players move all over the place well it's funny that and Matt loves his NFL you know more than anybody but there is a clear correlation in the NFL I believe with loyalty bringing winningness as well when you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers who have mm. six Super Bowls and have had three head coaches over the last 34 years or yeah. something like that and Manchester United did it to bring it back to football when and Arsene Wenger has done it you know, teams who have loyalty from be it managers or good players yeah. tend to do really well. Yeah. So it's about picking the right people for your club at the right time. Yeah, yeah. there's Holloway's kind of he's starting to do that oh, as well, getting rid of <laughs> like people like he said in his last press conference, like the balance of a of a team is so important. He himself has brought a certain amount of balance because he as fans we don't need to worry about his experience, his passion towards it. But then he was saying with the team itself, you're better off getting rid of a Sandro despite him being clearly probably a better player than the rest yeah. of them if he doesn't want to be there. I really like, like both of those points because uh, if you think about it as well in terms of West Ham, like what's the culture of that club right now? I think that the, the way that the board's acted, the way that they've not consulted fans, the way that they've been kind of almost dismissive and taken people's um, willing to turn up and buy a ticket and to buy the shirt for granted a little yeah, bit, absolutely. they've created a culture whereby that loyalty that you're talking about, it doesn't exist, you know? So maybe this is a little bit of um, um, karma in some ways for the club, you know, or, or for the people that run the club. Yeah. But for the supporters, those are the people that I kind of feel sorry for yeah. because when it's tough or when you're not doing well, you really look to those talisman, those people to kind of almost lift everybody else in their performances. And if he's not feeling it, you know, probably the best thing is is to just let him go on his way and get someone in that wants to play for West Ham and that will you know play with a bit of passion and start to actually get them to turn things around and get back up that L table. Liverpool are going through it right now with um, Mamadou Sacco. You know, we've let him rotten the, the reserves or the under 23s, sorry, for a few months now because he wasn't willing to be what Klopp wanted behind the scenes and stuff. And we had a lot of issues in pre season training with him and stuff like that. You know, there's a £20 million asset that Liverpool have just left out of mm. their squad. And, it, and sometimes it's it's better for the group yeah. that you just get rid of those bad apples. Yeah, definitely. It, is that the same thing that you could see happening with Costa? It looks like it's not going to happen uh, in the January transfer window. Mainly, it sounds like well, coming from China because something? of the rule change, you only allowed three uh, foreign players, I think, in China. Um, so that's kind of scuppered that. But he'll he'll have to go in the summer. Is it worth excluding him from it, regardless of how important he is as a player? I think you look. We can mention before Luis Suarez. I think there's a mentality of different types of players, and I think if you're a uh, if you're Dimitri Payet. Or you're one of these like you know like luxury players to some extent. They're these kind of guys, and they flit in and out of games at times, and they're all about <coughs> just delivering a moment of magic. Mm. 
they're the kind of players who you, you get rid of them because they're the kind of players you need to be in the right headspace. They need to be loving life to be able to play to the best of their ability. We are all human, though, aren't well, exactly, we? Exactly, well. exactly. But you look at like like Luis Suarez. He just loves football, and, and Mascherano was the same for us as well. Like he refused to play, he refused to play for Liverpool under under Roy Hodgson to, oh, yeah. to 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 make sure he got his move yeah. to, to Barcelona. And didn't really work out for him. No, didn't work <laughs> yeah, out for him. Yeah, he regrets that decision. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. there, are, there are types what of players. <laughs> there are types of players who have got that edge to them. And, and Costa's the kind of person I suspect from what you see of him on the pitch, in particular, is that if if that window was that, all those avenues were shut off to him, he just probably shook his shoulders and get back into being yeah, the little get right. that he is on the pitch. You know what I mean? Whereas I think there's certain types of players who would be who would who would strop. And I, I don't know. I, I think he might. Although I guess you could use last season's example where his head did go and he didn't perform on the pitch. Mm. But I would suspect, given that every because everything's going well at Chelsea, I think when everything's going wrong around it, like maybe like Payet now, you're thinking, oh god, what's the point? Because even if I give me all, yeah, it's not going to go to me best of ways. He'd probably be if Costa would probably settle down. And go, okay, I'm not going. Well, come on! I'm going to go win a Premier League title, and then I'll get, and then I'll, and then yeah. I'll get off. I'll tell you what, though, is happening right now with all the money that China's throwing around, with the money that Chinese governments ploughed into the game for their TV rights, uh, which is giving the clubs the budgets to go out there and kind of uh, and, and to to be even approaching people like Costa. I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Taking someone like a Hulk or, or even some of these players that have moved, um, or even a Tevez that's kind of maybe on the way down. To actually be plucking someone from the top of the Premier League, the main strike on the top of the Premier League, that takes audacity. Top scorer. Yeah, top scorer. But what, what yeah. you do know, without a shadow of a doubt, every bloody agent, every top agent right now is looking at China and going to their players, if I could get you that much, would you go? And they must be going to China and saying, you might be interested if it's if it's this much money, then maybe we've got a deal. Mm. Because agents ultimately, and this is where you've got to look at people's motivations, you've got to look at it with football clubs and the people that run football clubs and their motivations, you've got to look at it in terms of agents because they're sitting there looking at China and thinking, this is going to set me up for my life. No, this exactly. is going to allow me to go and These buy that These are not human beings who are shallowed yeah. who, who don't need, who think, well, fine. You know, I always joked about like when you used to go, I used to wait for Comets back in the day. Oh, Comets. Is Comets still <laughs> no, exist? No, it's not a thing anymore. But you were based on, but it was it was basically basic, a very very basic salary plus commission on top. And all the, the old head guys there who were supposed to help you out as a new member. I was like seventeen yeah. when I started working there. And like you go, can you just help me with this? And they were like, yeah, no problem. Like you know, like but come yes, madam, you want this television, blah blah blah. And they'd be there to to, to rinse it off. And of course, that's come the mentality on, of people who who were in those kind of things. You know, yeah. when you when your entire lifestyle can be dependent upon. How well you you know you do your job and how much money you you bring in? Yeah, God, mm. you, you must be as an agent, as an agent who've got a player playing in one of the top leagues. Yeah, there's no way they're not going. Oh. Yeah, Ooh, exactly. think about me new Bentley. Exactly. You know I mean? And if I mean, look, you even get it in 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 media and in um, in social media in the world that that, that Ball Street and our network exists in. Because we're sitting there going, oh, look at this great idea, look at this great content that we do and how engaging this will be for Liverpool fans or for whatever, why don't you make some content with us? But people that are brand managers, people that are working in media agencies, it's what are their motivations? Because their motivations aren't necessarily, I'm going to do this amazing thing over here that all these people are going to care about. Actually, what their motivations are is their career. And in their career, they're working on an appraisal system whereby they need to increase what they did last year by a certain percent. They need to do this thing, which the industry uh, and which the bosses of their company understand and can report on. 
So they're not tasked with going out and doing something amazing and new. They're still tasked with doing something that actually the guy who owns the company or the management team of that company were so far removed that they don't, you know, they don't really know where people's attention is. They don't know how that football fans are essentially watching the match but on Twitter what, looking at one of our Twitter accounts or actually watching most of their time on YouTube yeah. rather than Sky Sports they still want to see an advert in half time at Sky Sports even though no one's fucking watching yeah. and that's because their motivations are about their career yeah. and, and about making people within that company happy rather than doing something that actually fucking works and actually cuts through it boils down to it simply is that the, the agents in this particular instance I, I know a couple of football agents and I don't know any who genuinely love football Mm. Because because they're but they because love money exactly exactly because yeah, you've got to you've got to be money yeah, motivated in that in that regard and that's what we're dealing with in these kind of situations is that when you chief the guy who is okay like, we still go back to Raheem Sterling how, how, how poorly advised he was and you could yeah. see you watching him folding before your eyes like you're you're listening to the you're the wrong person there's no way your agent's not just going oh, look at this. Look at you sorted. Look at this. This is a disgrace. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. You could watch somebody, this young lad being being taken off on this course because you were his agent. Why wouldn't you? You know, because there's no, you know, there's no money in him sitting around on a comparatively on a on a on a, a decent contract for another five or yeah. six years at yeah. a club that might not be playing at the top end of the league. But you can you can get a fifty million pound transfer here. Mm. Put someone right at the top of there. Teaching. You get a fifty million pound transfer and it doesn't work out. Then within two seasons, it'll be a twenty-five million pound transfer. Ching, ching. <laughs> within that, then it'll be ten, and then yeah. it'll be five. But all the way, you've just you've milked this kid dry, yeah. and you move and you move on, don't you? Yeah. But okay, what's what's incredible about uh, this? I was chatting to Nick on the phone, and he was saying West how Fan TV, sorry, Western Fan TV, Nick, and he was saying how bizarrely this array of shit that's just been thrown at him and them this season. The game on Saturday, he said the atmosphere is the best it's ever been, and he said the player. He said it was back to the old West Ham. Nice. He had a group of players there, no superstars Carol. really. Oh, and Carroll was a joke, and and yeah, and he said, and it looked like it was guys working for for the shirt, and it shows that that's the that's a simple pleasure of being. So a football. That's what happens to football fans. Though, you know, you club together and you have this us versus them mentality, and that will always bring football fans yeah. together. And every club can say that. Adversity can galvanise. Yeah, like, be it Anfield, Dortmund last season. If we're ahead, that atmosphere isn't like that. But the atmosphere is created by what's happening on the pitch, yeah. and you know, us going behind and needing those goals created something special there, and that happens across football all around the world. Well, yeah, Glasgow Rangers, uh, when everything happened, they got relegated, lost a bit of support, but it just made those people that are there even more vociferous and feel more pride in it. And that's why, drumming on that social club, I was saying, if you're just sitting there in the Premier League not doing F all, just sitting above relegation and finishing there every year, not actually knowing victory nor true defeat, take a relegation and it's fun when you come back up. You know, to win what? When you go and win 35 games, you're telling me that's not fun. Yeah. Everywhere you're going up and down the country and having a sing-song, tuning up with 20 minutes to go. It's great. And, and sometimes that going down can actually knock off a little bit of the, the glory hunters and, and actually kind of... Um, get, 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 you, yeah, get you that connection with the club again does that lead us well to sorry do you want to say something? I was just going to say that loyalty in football though it think. doesn't completely not exist A. Wagner Klopp's best man at his wedding um, Huddersfield Town manager if you don't know, yeah, know. turned down Wolfsburg yeah mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah Bundesliga turned him down said I want to stay I want, I want to be a Yorkshire Terrier uh, but Andy Booth right 
Yeah. Do people listening know? Have, have, has this been enough? Have you explained this enough? We, we, we've, no, we, we've, we've probably mentioned they know I'm a Huddersfield fan and, and, and they probably know I'm to be with this. But all I was going to say is when <laughs> Huddersfield Town saying. were really struggling, right? He'd started off at our place, his parents had worked on the turnstiles, he'd come through the reserves, he did amazing for us, scored loads of goals, went away to Sheffield Wednesday, um, and he came back to us later on in his career. And we'd just got relegated. Um, and we, the club was in really bad condition at this stage. We'd just gone down into the the second division. Yeah. Now he got a uh, the opportunity to go and play for more cash at Cardiff, turned him down. He also got the opportunity to go and play for Bradford uh, for more money. And he actually said, "Look, I I'm not going to fucking Bradford. I'll take a pay cut. I want to stay here." Posh. Yeah, Andy Booth. Andy Booth. Well, I was going to actually mention. I'm just going to make. I was just quickly checking to make sure I got the right player. The one I've been doing a bit of research for the, an upcoming strand on the Retro Football Channel. Um, Angelo Delivio. I don't know if you remember, remember him as Italian yeah, footballer. Yeah. So he was, a, he was a Fiorentina. He used to play for Juventus, but he was a Fiorentina when it all went completely tits up and that club went bust. Right. And they ended up in the bottom division and he stayed with them. Love that. And I know, although Italian football is the most corrupt thing ever and there's more to this story than yeah. it's worth going into now, but there will be, we'll be doing it on the Retro Footy Channel soon. Nice. Um, he, yeah, you know, he, he basically came all the way back up through the leagues that, like with Fiorentina and got one season more in exactly yeah well they're a Phoenix, Phoenix club yeah. which is the term uh, but they got to back, back to Serie A did one more season he's, he's, back, he's, he's dead old he was well old but he was one of them didn't he? and Del the club Piero. absolutely adored him well, yeah, yeah. 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 Piero, did it with the Juventus batty goal back in the day oh Gabriel oh, mate, he, he, unbelievable he knew where the net was just anyone anyone remember <laughs> Abel Balbo no. yeah no he was good Palmer? Roman, Palmer. Okay. Uh, the one thing I want to say, because I guess we, we have we have that in common that you there are the ups, the relegations and the, the promotions that allow it to be exciting for us. And you kind of understand if you go down it, it's okay, yeah. hang in there. Is it? Yeah, it's fine. It's fun. It's absolutely fine. Uh, but oh yeah, this is what I want to talk to you about Christmas. The how the the passionate speech we're not saying around. Passionate speech that you said on, on Red Men TV about the situation of, of Liverpool fans. In what is from the outside, seen as a really exciting season for you, but you weren't happy with the atmosphere there. No, not at all, because I think there's times during football matches and, and seasons where there is a lull with the fan base and stuff like that. And I think I don't know I don't know whether Liverpool fans are ready for a title fight yet, because I believe that you can get yourselves into a title fight by make by making your home support massively effectual. And that doesn't mean every time you play Manchester United or Manchester City or Chelsea, it means be the 12th man every single game you yeah. play at home. You know, and whether and stop sitting there with your arms folded and just go to enjoy the spectacle. If you're a football supporter, I go because I want to sing and I want to shout and I want to support my team. I barely watch the match when I'm in the cop. I'm just up on my feet and you're just singing all the time, especially away games. Yeah. The the game is secondary to being able to try and affect the game of football and there's not enough of that now. Yeah. And there's far too many people who go to the game with, and it's cliche as anything, but iPads and phones. Don't get me wrong, I film stuff when I'm at the game. It doesn't stop me singing. Mm. It doesn't stop me shouting. the videos that have come out. Yeah, because my, my terrible <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is what it's about and I, I don't believe that 
when fans can't turn up 18 or 19 games a season, you can expect players yeah, it's the who same don't fans. even love the club to turn yeah. up. Whereas I love the club and all yeah. Liverpool fans love the club and they're not ready for the fight. So why would the people who yeah. we pay who don't love the club turn up and be ready for it the is, fight? It's those same fans, isn't it? Who, who like, uh, God, look at him not putting the performance in. Mate, you turned up two minutes before kick-off. You scowled and, and urged your way through... 85 minutes and then you got off to beat the traffic yeah. fuck off yeah. leave him alone because you know what at least the guy ran around for a bit I'm not saying it's right but you know <laughs> what I mean this is the, but this is the mentality of our family I've been saying this for, for years I did an article on it um, a while back I've read it, <laughs> me writing stuff is a very very rare occurrence mm. uh, on these things But and it was about how there's a too, being too cool for footy and Liverpool's a very much a city where well at times we can be too cool to clap I've always talked about it like mm. with music and stuff like that you don't want to you kind of don't want to give respect sometimes it's got to be like this has got to be brilliant for me to, to, to get yeah. into and it's, there's an attitude of like you've got to dress a certain way or be a certain way to go to football yeah. and I've just said like we because we, we all cringe at these like like when you watch the fucking rugby or you watch the cricket and you see these lads who, who dress up go just oh, England is the worst for it to be fair and you go people going as knights and you think oh you fucking shit and not bad. but honestly I'm sure but you know when I look at the, I look at the cricket and I look at this and I think I bet the guys who come to the who go dressed as Fred Flintstone to a sporting event they don't sit there in, in silence watching it they no. live every ball they live every kick and knock and every single thing of it and sometimes we need a little bit more of that at Liverpool I think we take ourselves a little bit too seriously yeah. at times and we're a bit embarrassed almost to be Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. No, like no one wants to be that one who stands up and starts something singing and it doesn't work out Same, for them. Yeah. There's got to be an unabashed, unashamedness yeah. about supporting your club that I think has, has been lost and it's been it's been diluted. I think through the through the years of, our, of Liverpool and probably most football clubs. If I I'm think it's a shame that Flav's not here because he's got a great point of view on all this stuff and obviously the movement that he. he him and his pals started with Fighting Cock the 1882 movement and going and watching youth team games and getting everyone singing to try and kind of create that atmosphere that wasn't turning up uh, for, a, for a Premier League game to watch the first team so I think he'd have some really nice stuff on that but you, you kind of do see right this I don't know where it swung um, 
but you do see when I notice some of the comments on 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 our YouTube channel, you do see some of this stuff, um, and I've seen it with a lot of Arsenal fans when when they've been under discussion where they're going because we pay the most amount of money, therefore it's an entitlement. Yeah. And you do see this with fans, but it's like, well, we're paying this amount yeah, of money, therefore the I'm I'm allowed yeah. to vent my, I'm allowed to kind of boo, or I'm allowed to do this, I do that. And I don't know how I feel about all that. So I'm not saying what's right and what's wrong. I yeah. don't know, but, but I just think that there's 20 teams in that league, in that Premier League, um, only one team can win it. Well, you've been saying it, this it, a lot it, in recent weeks, yeah. haven't you? And I've, I, I, I love that point of that, and I've been making that, I've actually taken that and used that on our thing, because you verbalise something that I've not been able to kind of package up myself in music because that you've ca- you've just got to enjoy the fucking ride haven't you because yeah, yeah. at the end of the day and I be, what it, it was what we were saying what we were saying over on Redmen is it's of the top six teams in the Premier League it's it's every one of our year because we're all showing signs that we're going to be the team that comes out on top these late wins or blah 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 yeah. uh, but it, when you're so convinced it's your year it just means you're going to be absolutely heartbroken when it's yeah. not because at the very least there's a one in six chance that it's not going to be. I mean, it actually doesn't work out like that yeah. at all. The odds are, or, you know, are incalculable in, in certain ways. Like, um, and so you're right. You know, and this, this, but this There's builds no in a mentality yeah. where we don't look at the 19 of the teams around us. And that's why I love Jurgen Klopp and his approach to Liverpool. He laughs. There was a, it was Dortmund. Dortmund, the game that ever, now is like synonymous with Liverpool and the fighting passion, and all that. They had a free kick with like the last kick of the game, and Jurgen Klopp stands there and he's just laughing. He's laughing his head off because he's like. This goes in, we lose and we're out. But there's fuck all I can do about it. So how fucking almost like like the hilarity of the of the situation that you could do all this, you could battle back, you could do break all the odds, and then some fucking prick can stick a free kick in the top <laughs> yeah. corner, and it's gone. And you've so got to, zen, that exactly, you've got, you've got to laugh about these things because, and that's what it, what football comes down to is we all take football too seriously well I try not to and I'm, I'm, I do a, I think I do a reasonable job of it but I think we're so football's so po-faced and we've been talking about this for years the way it's covered from the mainstream down I think it, it poisons fans yeah. mindsets to be think to think that this is the be all and end all and we're just as bad because you've got Bill Shankly saying it's not a matter of life or death it's more important than that well I'm sorry but that's not that's just a, a, a great expression it's not yeah. meaningful it's just words Bill Shankly probably would have changed his opinion on that if he'd managed Liverpool through Hillsborough you know what I mean these are the kind of things so there, there are things that are definitely more yeah, important yeah, than yeah, all yeah, that true. but this is the point we do we are we are trained we are brainwashed to think that everything that happens there is, is dead the decision dead important yeah. whereas we should just be able to go and enjoy footy have yeah. a laugh and um, again would, so that passion should translate into just fucking supporting the team through thick or thin because what's the fucking point if you don't mm. go, on, so, the, go there, there is a time to look me more than anybody after the game I'll analyse it and you'll think about it and you'll have a little go at some players and you'll whatever but during those 90 minutes that the game's on don't look at your phone don't fucking look around don't go and get a pizza when the game's on it's 45 minutes both off stay for all 45 minutes give you the great one this noise Follow, you can do that noise that's automatic mm. that's automatic when someone skies a fucking easy effort oh, for fuck's sake and you know what you then do how do you follow them come on and again yeah. come on lad unlucky you don't shout hit the fucking target as though he's planned to not hit the target as though he's playing football all his fucking life yeah. and you've just shouted that Oh, you're shitting me, mate. Thanks very much. Why yeah. is no one saying that? I didn't know I had to try and hit the target. I was Absolute just trying to kick it into the fucking yeah. water. Like, you know, we were talking before about like the entitlement that £50, let's say, for a ticket gives you and stuff like that. 
wouldn't it be so boring if you paid £50 and just turned up and, you know, you won a league? I mean, it is about the ride there. Yeah. It's about those ups and downs. I wouldn't pay. I don't know. Just the one. Maybe you knew the outcome. But, uh, that's but, it, but, you well, need that's to go through that to experience it. People can't hear when we're all talking at once. You need to go through the ups and the downs to experience how good winning is. You know, winning's no good if it's just fucking easy and, you know, you didn't play another team, you were just handed the Premier League title. That's what fans seem to think. Well, I spend this much on a ticket, so we should win. Not at all. It's a game of fucking sport at the end of the day. What we enjoy about it is the fact that you can win, you can lose, you can draw, you can see great moments, you can see bad moments. uh, That's what is football and what's so good about it. And sometimes you can win when you deserve to lose and sometimes when when you deserve to lose, you can sneak it and you can win and that's the theatre that's that's beautiful. Sorry, James, you have to No, no, I think, no, you're you're bang on. And that's what I think, I think it's really difficult to support a Man United or a Real Madrid or whatever because a win is like, it's, it's relief it's yeah. not it's joy exactly it's that one that waiting 20 odd years for Bobby Zamora to score in the last minute at Wembley yeah. in a game that you never deserved to win it was absolute yeah. robbery or Leicester winning it or that day when you get in the Premier League or you win the Premier League is going to be so much more potent yeah. Yeah. than than what United experience even I think it's going to be difficult for Arsenal fans because again they feel like why haven't we won it yet yeah, it's the wrong attitude. It, it is. It's what you use because it's all relative, isn't it? You know, and, and I dare say that I've had as much joy supporting Huddersfield Town as as anyone's had supporting their team. Um, but it just does make me laugh. You've people... had more joy supporting Huddersfield than I've had supporting Liverpool. It's been more potent when he's had it. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. That's been shit too. Not really. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> we've, been we've had some good years. Yeah, we've, been we've had some good years. We've, we've got a quite lucky. Really. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I do the, that all the years when you were only signing ten million pound. We, we had. Like I remember I was in uni no. and we saw Robbie Fowler to Leeds and I was devastated, genuinely yeah. devastated. And I turned up to like the, the student night and met up with a mate and he was like, I had to face the floor. I was dead upset. And he was like, What's the matter with you? And I was like, We just saw Robbie Fowler. God, he's just left. And he went. I support Stockport. <laughs> We've got Carlton Palmer as our manager. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and this is, it's, you know, these, yeah. the, these are the things. They're in the Conference the... North now, I think. Oh, that's crazy, isn't it? That's horrible. Um, shall we move on? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so still to come, pod questions. We've got some good pod questions. Um, I've got my Holloway versus Klopp, and I've also got another game called The Legends Not Mark Right. Which one would you like to do next? Scrabble. Scrabble's <laughs> not on there. Holloway versus Klopp. Holloway versus Klopp, right. Is that the it's right answer? Is that the right answer? Because the order. I think so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Who said this? Ian Holloway or Jürgen Klopp? Well. Yeah, you're sure. Okay. So, Ian Holloway and Jürgen Klopp, as everyone knows, are the two greatest managers in English football at the moment and both have great quotes. Sure. I've put together a list. Leave it. Put together a list. <laughs> You've got to tell me if Klopp said it or Holloway said it. I'd just like to say, I've never seen anyone as happy or as... James from Holloway coming back. Like, he's like man. a pig in shit. He's he an amazing is. man. He is. Go on. So is Ian. What's the um, quote, mate? Okay, right, first one. Hang on. So this person, who said this? Is it about Cristiano Ronaldo? He's six foot something, fit as a flea, good looking. He's got to have Holloway. some... Holloway. Let, let me read it out. Well, it's obviously Holloway. I mean, it's definitely Holloway, but for this reason. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's got something... <laughs> he's got to have something wrong with him. Hopefully he's hung like a hamster. That would make us all feel better. Definitely. Yeah, it's Holloway. See, only the greatest ones. Yeah, it was Holloway. Uh, on a poor first half performance, who said this at half time? He said, I told my players during the break, since we're here anyway, we might as well actually play a bit of football. Holloway. Klopp. I say Holloway. It's Klopp. Well done. What Klopp. game? I don't know. It doesn't say. 
Uh, on the crucial difference between himself and Arsenal, Arsenal manager Arsene Wenger. Oh. Could be all the way. Black boy, isn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he likes having the ball, playing football, passes. It's like an orchestra. It's a silent song. Yeah, I like heavy metal. It's clap. Dear me, who could that possibly be? BT would have had no advertising campaign over the last 12 months. Last one. Said that. Uh, on his uh, hair transplant. Yes, it's true. I underwent a hair transplant. I think the results are really cool, don't you? Rooney. <laughs> which, which time? It's definitely Klopp, I mean. It's Klopp, yeah, Holloway, when he's bald. Trick question. Oh. Right. Not so much a trick question, it's a really obvious question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was my first game. I like that one. Second game is The Legend's Not Mike Right. Okay, guys. Sorry, Matt, this is just for the Liverpool boys. So, uh, I'm going to give you uh, a legend, uh, starting with Mark Wright. Yeah. And you've got to decide which one is more of a legend. Calm it down a bit. Uh, more of a legend until we get to to find out who's the greatest Liverpool legend of okay. all time. Um, for those of you who aren't a Liverpool fan, if you're a Crystal Palace fan, you can also play this game uh, with Mark Bright. And uh, if you're an Ipswich fan, with Tommy Wright. Um, right, <laughs> let's go. Mark Wright. The legend's not Mark Wright. We start with Mark Wright. Is Neil Ruddock a bigger legend than Mark Wright? He's bigger. A Liverpool legend. Oh God. It's Mark Wright. It's Mark Wright. It's Mark Wright. Okay. Vladimir Schmitzer or yeah. Mark Wright? Vladimir Schmitzer. Chris. Um. You didn't even know Mark. You forgot Mark Wright. Mark Wright was our captain <laughs> for a long time. Vladimir Schmitzer had four bad years and one good one. Mark Wright. Okay, Mark Wright, hanging in there. It's good. Mark Wright or Jersey Dudek? Jersey Dudek. Mark Wright. Mark Wright, hang on, I'm trying to... There we go. Mark Wright, still. Okay, Mark Wright or Jan Mulby? Jan Mulby. Jan Mulby. Hmm. Mark Wright's doing well. Can I just say, we've got... Uh, I'm sorry to cut into the game, but the Washed Up Agent has got Jan Mulby's number, <laughs> right? And every now and again, just for a laugh, it calls it up because Jan Mulby never picks up his phone and he always does this message going, Jan, Jan, all right, mate, it's big Jimmy Howard here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he just does his chat, just gives <laughs> a ring back, never calls back. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Every now and again. Uh, Jan Mulby or Ian Rush? Ian Rush. Ian Rush or Alan Hansen? Ian, Ian Rush. Ian Rush or Robbie Fowler? Ian Rush. <laughs> Ian Rush or Steven Gerrard? Steven Gerrard. Why? Because... Um, because he was there for a lot longer. He didn't leave us to go to Italy. Um, and because he carried us to so many things, whereas Ian Rush was a great player, one of the best that Liverpool have ever had, but in a great side. Great finisher. Great yeah, start. Yeah, yeah, Kenny, I mean, crying out loud, Kenny Dalglish, how lucky was he? For me, it's just yeah, unfair. For me, it's Dalglish and Gerrard it's, of the team. It's unfair, that's why you have to make that almost like do the Premier League here, a split, because it's not fair to compare anyone who played for Liverpool after, after 1990 to anyone who played them before, yeah. because like Ian Rush, the plus top goal scorer wow. of all time yeah. single-handedly scored the goals that won so many for the angle well, that was the best team in the world at the time yeah. without a shadow of a doubt so you're going Gerard for the good of the game people we'll go Steven Gerrard okay. and finally Steven Gerrard or Kenny Dalglish Kenny Dalglish why because I think he was just unbelievable as a player I just don't think I don't think we've seen that since. But and does it, how does the can't use the same argument they use for Stevie against the? Of course, I can, but I'm not. He's using that too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so well, that's fine. I'm just being honest about it. Um, cool. 
Uh, yeah, let's just go. Let's and look, look there's, other, there's other things outside of football that Kenny's seen through. You know, the Hillsborough stuff and all that and everything that he did for the families and going to every funeral afterwards and stuff yeah. like that. That yeah. is that is unbelievable. Great man, deserves a knighthood and then to get to get offered it and then turn it fucking down. Uh, so, officially, that's the end of The Legend's Not Mark Wright and Kenny Dalglish is the greatest Liverpool player of all time. And The Legend is not Mark Wright. No, no Lewis Wright. Right. Didn't make it onto the list. For biting. Um, <laughs> okay, that's my two games done. Don't worry, won't have to play it again. Uh, pod questions. You're back, Matt. You're back. Sorry. You're in. You're in. Pod questions. Pod questions. Matt, this is from Billy Robson, at Billy Robson. Who are your sporting heroes besides footballers? Wow. That's a great question. Well, one of them would be Bo Jackson, who Chris bought me a little thing off. But, um, you can only pick one. Oh, I'll, tell you, okay, I'll tell you I'm going to go for right now. Is I want to say Derek Carr. Because not only... So he's the quarterback of the Oakland Raiders. Not only is he... 20 years younger than you. Yeah. Not only is he... Um, no, not only is he an amazing player, right? Uh great player and for, we've been starved for like 15 years we've, we've, we haven't had a quarterback and we've got one now who's, who's a top five quarterback but it's the guy that he is it's the man that he is uh, and unfortunately we had one of them seasons where this year we were winning right we were caning it actually and we had a legitimate chance of going all the way and getting to the Super Bowl and on the day that, that, that we were in labour um, he broke his fibula and it was like the penultimate game of the season went out for the season and it just killed us and everything's just gone downhill since then but the way that he is as a guy like you just saw it was like a balloon that had all the air taken out of it and he just did this tweet straight afterwards where he never cut so oh he four games for that he broke his finger and he would get he kept getting asked questions like what's going on with the finger because he couldn't um, do certain things that a quarterback would do and he never complained he never said oh fuck my finger's broken he said finger's fine finger's fine and then he broke his leg and then he's completely out and now it's come out that his finger was broken and dislocated but he was playing on through the pain and just the tweet that he sent moments after uh, this happened to him so for him he was going to be he was in the contention to be the MVP of the league this year he was just about to go into the playoffs this is what you dream as a kid going through you're the leader of that team all of a sudden very cruelly taken away from you and he don't complain or anything like that he's just like look what this team now needs is for me to support and do what I can to help them win and it was just like I'm just like fucking what a guy as well as an amazing okay. player what a leader and a guy so he's my he's my boy he's DC to be perfectly honest I'm not that into any other sports what about when you were a kid so much I'm not even then I got there were sports I followed and there, was, there were athletes within that that I kind of liked. Like, it's a da, it's a daft one, but like in cricket, I used to love Devon Malcolm. Devon Malcolm, Devon Malcolm, was a hero. Fast exactly, but this is the point. That's it. But this is the point. Not, but not only because of him. Only Devin because he'd always be an answer. He'd always be a tail end batsman for England. Yeah, and it was fucking hilarious watching him slogging stuff for sixes, desperately trying to fucking. This is when England was shit, by the way. Like, but they used to say, didn't they? That point, right? He doesn't play the ball. He does it by numbers so he'll go the first ball whatever it is he'll play a forward <laughs> no defensive way. second ball he'll do a forward defensive third ball no matter what? where it's coming he's going to try a cross bat slug yeah. so that, that's how he used to almost do but, it but yeah like, there's lots of places out of things that I, I liked you know like I used to watch all of, when, when Nazim Hamed was, was coming into boxing as well when all the boxing used to be just on Sky Sports on like a Friday night I'd yeah. stay up and watch very that, entertaining and, had, and Steve Collins and all that around that time as well like, great era of um, but again, in terms of heroes, the only thing is I'd have to modify it slightly to sports entertainment. 
Can't, not allowed. Uh, exactly, and go oh, with like Bret, Bret Hart or something Bret like that. Hart. <laughs> Great, yeah. 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 I just love that being a kid, and he'd go down there, he'd have his shunnies, and he'd walk over to a little kid in the crowd, and he'd give his sunglasses to, and be the kid, you're like, oh, I've got to imagine being the kid that <laughs> gave his sunglasses to. So, yeah. Carl Lewis. Ooh, yeah. Do you know what? I know he's an American sprinter, but he did the long jump as well. Yeah. His career was like 1984 in LA, broke in, won the 100 meters, won the long jump in there. Yeah. He's still performing in Atlanta in 1996, nine gold medals, one silver in, in the Olympic Games. And for someone to do two events in the Olympic Games like he's done, nobody does that. No, yeah. like, you know, you know, you've seen it over recent years that sprinters can dominate the sprint events, but long jump and yeah. sprinting are two massively different events so to see somebody yeah. control that era of sports and the way that he did it was unbelievable I was on Ben Johnson's side through that whole time <laughs> like I was, uh, and I was you different. want mutant sportsmen though don't you what you I want, want you want to just I, go for it I think take me, what you want well, well it's me, a level playing field for, for if me everyone uses the same drugs yeah. <laughs> you sound you really do just get back to a level playing field for me yeah. they're, they're pretty much all drugs I, in football as well I'm sorry but people are taking performance enhancing no, drugs no, 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 no. in order to stay on the pitch <laughs> in order because that's our endorsements etc they don't want to be out injured the sport doesn't want people out injured so everyone it's all a part of a big conspiracy everyone knows about it and i was just thinking right carl lewis was he on drugs don't know i hope not was it ruins one of his sporting heroes yeah because he was but but obviously in that thing, oh yeah i've seen people in in the, the ufc doing it oh i hate drugs i'm definitely not against drugs yeah few years later getting popped this is the problem with cycling and stuff now though as well isn't it you just can't trust anybody you know all the stuff that's going up around Brailsford and Team Sky Mm. and all the uh, British uh, British cycling track cycling and all that like if anyone wins a Tour de France I love them because that is one of the most brutal and grueling things you can possibly go through and I love cycling I think it's one an amazing sport and and it's a great spectacle on each individual day but there's a trust element that's taken out uh, when the sport has been tainted with drugs and stuff so it's like can you really hold these people up on a pedestal when you you do have doubts about them and that's the problem and and you know sprinting and stuff like that and Carl Lewis yeah. and Johnson you have all those things as well but yeah but great answer what's yours I'm really struggling I agree with you I bet mine are all mine are all football really? I, mean, I was going to say Mohamed Ali but you make a very compelling argument about Devon Malcolm <laughs> <laughs> there we go Devon as well or Gladstone Small maybe Gladstone Small is a legend yeah. oh mate I once met Gladys I, t- I had a chat and I said to you, oh mate, fucking when I was a kid, mate, I used to fucking love you, I actually had a picture of you on my, on my wall, and went, fuck off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he did enough to do a speech at like a well, cricket dinner with me once, and he said, uh, obviously I was, um, I was born without, you know, this, my neck, essentially. He said, but don't worry, I, I made up for it in other areas. Well, here's a, here's, here's a question for you then, James. When, <laughs> you, were, when, you, were, when you were a kid and you were playing different sports, who did you pretend to be? Shane Warne. <laughs> <laughs> Shane Warne. Then he must have been a hero. He for me, for me, I used to play and tennis. He was fat. I like, I like fat sportsmen who show. It doesn't you don't really have to be that dedicated. Fat you can still be crazy. You like darts, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Do, do yeah. You like the darts. So when I played tennis, I used to walk around with my tongue out like this. Right, because that's what Pete Sampras used to do in between points. Now, in my head, I played better because that. Yeah. And I used to just between like every I, single yeah. point. I do this I would walk around with my tongue out for when no I'm reason. Bruce Gobble, I used to do it. It's just, really? a, it's just an affectation. You it's why, I think it's why teenage boys spit on the floor. Yeah, it's because they see football yeah, spit and they it think is. it's a fucking thing to do. The only one I mentioned actually is, is Scotty Pippen. He used to play for the uh, yeah for the Bulls. Thirty-three because it wasn't Jordan. 
and he was in that team and he was amazing and he was just that guy and basically also because Jordan wasn't an NBA jam because he was mm. too big and I and I kind of didn't have his license. license so yeah. having Scotty Pippen being the best player in the, in the end nowadays though I, I think Connor having seen his, his rise yeah, and what he's like we're, we are essentially going through a Muhammad Ali type personality that's breaking grounds and, and uh, he's quite an enigmatic and hypnotic figure so yeah, yeah. a little bit of Connor good question Billy Robson yeah, uh, Mark Ellison at Bullshit does at James Alcott know what a Ketwig is I don't so yeah. It's kind of like a cross between what Matt had going on if he'd left it out and uh, a mop. Okay. It's That's a Scouse that. thing. So it's it's basically, you know, all the scallies in Liverpool. You know what a scally is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all the scallies in Liverpool used to have skinheads. You know what a skinhead is? You shave your head. And then all of a sudden they've got Ketwigs and now they just cover the face. It was with weird though because. It was like they all get together yeah. on a seat corner you know, with drugs and go, what are we going to do for this year's hairstyle? <laughs> but it it's was like, the Ketwig. You know what? Everyone's got fucking Ketwigs. Yeah, they talk about with animals and how, like, across like, an entire species, something could be learned. So you can teach it to a batch of monkeys on one island and monkeys of the same species on a, on a different island will learn this wow. skill set. And um, <laughs> it's like what happened there. It was like they went from being no all skinheads. Or crew cuts or whatever, too. They all had all this hair yeah. all of a sudden, and it all came up at the same time. It was is fucking weird. Wig, is, ket, is the first part of it then ketamine? It might well be. I'm, I'm not. I'm not I, I think it is. Yeah, I have okay. no idea, mate. I don't do Cool. Things. Next question. Uh, Turkeyfish, at Turkeyfish. Uh, he said, okay. Who's <laughs> just showing me the for those listening? Uh, who do you guys think are the greatest players to never meet their potential, e.g., Van Basten and Owen? Van Basten never saw his potential. Come on, Holland '98. Oh, he, he obviously had moments. I think he's saying the longevity of his career because he had to retire quite early. Uh, maybe. I think he retired at 28. Uh, Adele Tarap for me. Sure. He is oh, one of the most fit. talented players I've ever seen. He had six great games. Seen. He had scored 20 <laughs> and assisted 20 in this season. We went up, but yeah, that, well, there you go. He hasn't fulfilled his potential. Anthony Latalek and Florence Cinema Pongol. <laughs> oh, we <laughs> promised so much. Oh, they promised so much and delivered so little. Um, no, that's a good. That's a very good question. That actually, I've, I've got. I've got one. I can't probably remember his name. Ben Arthur. Maybe. What's the West Ham kid that's now in Italy. Joe Cole. No, no. no. Morrison. Oh, Ravel Morrison. That's it. Oh, Ravel Morrison. Here's man. one. Was it Man City? Was it Michael minute. Johnson? What was his name? Yeah, Michael Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Johnson. yeah. yeah. He, he got, got injured. Exploded, didn't he? He was the next Steven Gerrard, wasn't he? That's right. Well, but but Ravel. Ross Barkley will be one, by the way. Ravel Morrison, that? mate. Simple as that. Like he looked like Gaza, maybe with even a little bit more. Can do everything. A lot of the the freestyle type stuff that you see. Um, he had that like lots of tricks carry a ball for days what amazing was, player but obviously something not quite right because he what was the kid able to apply himself his name was his name Sonny and he, he was like a, the keep you up champion when we were kids and he I think he signed for Ajax age 10 and he's his English kid Some, someone listening will know Freddie Adu as soon as he started saying I was like Freddie Adu there's a kid Sonny something he was his English kid and he was like and he, he was on like he was on like he was in an advert for McDonald's or something doing keep right. you up or something like that and he was like oh, this is a kid that he can do tricks because now everyone can do a fucking round <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. you know what I mean Fre- yeah. Freddie Adu was one of those as well like he was gonna be Chain but was he though well, like in real life because <laughs> in football manager he, he was yeah no in real life like, he was he was yeah. supposed to be in real well, he, life do you know the story about him that he he basically his family won the green card lottery yeah. to basically get American citizenship the lottery 
the lottery of the kid who went on yeah. to be the great the great whatever right, yeah, American right. for American soccer gone, happened to be able to get uh, yeah entry into the in, in his family into the country like yeah definitely. I'll tell you what though, yeah. Cherno Defo though. The, the, the way now that we appraise you like Pogba for right for example, mm-hmm. and and how he ended up being a ninety million pound player, and obviously he's a great player. You know you can see that. But it was them clips, wasn't it? You, like what you see now, football on social, it's kind of you'll see Pogba's strike or this great kind of goal, and therefore you're like, God, he must be amazing. And how did United let him go? And the next thing, he's a 90 million pound player, and he still can strike a ball like that and score an amazing goal like that and do something. But it is kind of social media and the way that we're consuming information about footballers now dictating actually creating a false value and expectation of what they are like you know that kid at Celtic the uh, Dembele. Dembele and we've obviously seen a few and because there's this hype about him he's now worth billions <laughs> do you know what I'm saying One but actually if you sit and watch him for 90 minutes he'll make a few mistakes like anybody else because guess what he's human do you know what I mean he'll miscontrol it on occasion he'll miss a chance he won't hit the target Like, but, but that's it isn't it there's almost like this, this whole the way that the world is now and the way that we consume it's kind of creating an unrealistic expectation about what actually is real because no football has ever been mistake free Maradona used to fuck up every now and again do you know what I mean Pele did like and you know, even so, Andy Booth missed the odd goal it's so unquantifiable <laughs> that, and in a world of so much media to, to make it a story you've got to go younger and then younger and then younger again yeah. so yeah. you're looking for a 13 yeah. year old kid not this 17 year old kid who's been doing well for a while 20 week old well. embryo kicks pretty <laughs> well in the fucking womb you know what I mean <laughs> Signed by Barcelona's under fourteen. <laughs> what would you? What, what as a as a new father? What yeah. sport will you be getting your kid into? So she is without a shadow of a doubt going to be fighting. So so t- t- <laughs> that's where the money is. <laughs> no, no. So, so Ty was a um, she, she. She used to do ballet and dance. She's actually lived out and danced on Broadway for a little while, and she's very passionate about. Uh, about our daughter getting into dance but I'm seeing her reach right now and I'm seeing her movements <laughs> like this and I'm, I'm, I'm going to take her um, as soon as I can to, to do mixed martial arts um, I don't know if I actually want her to be fighting because obviously there's a whole thing but um, I think that it's a really good thing for them to, to know to be comfortable in situations because my mate Junior who's got a daughter who's like 18 he said that well, yeah, I remember him going through what? school. So it's, I know Junior's daughter's eighteen. It's crazy. <laughs> but I remember she'd be like eight years old, and it's like young boys when they like girls, they want to punch them or they bite them and stuff like that. And so he is just like, you want your daughter to be able to just take that hand off somebody, and if they need to, Break just kind of feel comfortable. But also, it's the discipline, it's the focus. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, that's what she'll be doing. Me and Kat have had a com- Kat's my wife. Me and Kat have had a conversation about this, and we we decided that MMA is one of those things as well that we're going to take Robin to do. And the reason was, and this is this is Kat's reasoning, not mine. Is she says I always wanted to do ballet, but I don't have the body for it. Robin's got my body. I think she'll be good at MMA. <laughs> that's what my wife said, and I was like. Brilliant. Yeah. What she's actually going to be, and well, I've not told this, is a kicker in the NFL because you've just got to kick it far. Yeah. You've just got one job, you've just got to kick it far. <laughs> you can earn loads of dough doing that. Straight. You don't even have to be skillful, just kick no. it far yeah. and straight. Like, See, yeah. I, I, my opinion on all these things have changed only like two weeks ago. That 
get into the dark. By the time, by the time my kids are old enough to be properly, uh, yeah. here you go, money years old, have a dart. Boom! Don't poke her in like two glass eyes. Definitely isn't. He's talking about the control. Yeah. Think about the money. The money that's in darts now. Imagine what the money's going to be like in ten years' time. It's going to be fucking yeah. ridiculous. What about a YouTuber? Because let's face it, you know you need tough skin and how to pull it. Now I'm not. I'm, I, I've had actually me and my wife had this conversation like because again, my son's four and he watches a lot of YouTube. And he's got his own ba- ba- batch of YouTubers himself. There's a lot of kids yes. opening toys and doing all yeah. this kind of thing. And I said I'd love to do. And she's like, no. And this is and this is a, actually a serious point, And it was. It was actually one my mum makes me almost very much like the, we call her. Um, uh, we basically, she's a, she is a helicopter parent, as, as she likes to remind us. She likes to like, hover over and make sure things are okay at all times. <laughs> a health and safety matron, we call her. But, uh, but basically, it's assessment. the problem is is that she said that because we are now a public person to some degree, hmm. that it would be unsafe to put him in that environment because if you if you know you'd know his name and you'd know my name and if you if you you know it would put him in an unsafe environment that you know he becomes Jordi Cruyff well no 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 but you know, <laughs> no not, not that but I mean it, just in the terms of if someone wanted to go someone could turn up at his school yeah. and would know enough information about this this child yeah. because a lot of these ones the parents are them so you don't know the what parents if you just so change his name yeah, this is give him a like. different name but do it in a different way yeah you know yeah. I mean ultimately I think they were pretty settled on his name yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there's a whole all of a sudden there's this kid YouTuber called Your Dick we're going to know yeah, exactly, or Jordy yeah. rather next question yeah. good question I like that was that actually their question or your no, that question? was that was Chris's question yeah. okay. I, I think it's definitely something in the NLA I asked my missus once uh, do you know any self defence and she said you just run around the car what she went yeah if someone's attacking you if you just keep running around the car <laughs> they'll never catch you so I think actual lessons might be a better <laughs> way. Yeah. Why did you settle on a car? Well, at least it wasn't a lamppost. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> uh, okay, last two. That's good. Uh, Chuck Givens. Uh, at Chuck Givens. Which current player would you most want to have a pint and chat with? Well, let's just say I don't think there's many current players drinking pints, so it's going to have to be a oh. protein shake. Right. Um, in which case, uh, I'd have to just go for the beast. No, I'd, yeah, I'd go for the beast just because he's cool. And I'm not sure I'd connect with that many footballers nowadays. I, know, I had this thing because there was a there was a list, a mental list for me of like people I wanted to interview. Mm. And we found the pool's gone. We've done quite 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 a yeah. few and what have you. Um, it's not. I look at Liverpool's current squad as an example because I, I don't think there's many players in the general. I think. Would that be that arsed? You know, like I mean, some of them seem quite nice. You, you, the, you know, the thing with Henderson, and that was that was great. I think it's actually now I'm of an age now where it's more than managers. When when <laughs> Final Graham Taylor died this week, part of me was a bit. He's nodded. No, 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 but part of me, <laughs> no, but part of me was a bit saddened by that because yeah. he was, yeah, he, you know, he was, uh, you know, he, a very, very good manager, very good. Uh, but obviously, the, the England thing kind of, you know, kind of stained his reputation. Whatever. But I went to and I'm Phil's covering it, covering a game, and he was there in the press room. And I, I thought, oh, I might just go over and say, just go and say hello. And it was that daft realization like, when he died. I was like, it's nothing. It doesn't. I'm going to say that has nothing. It means nothing to me. But I thought there's an opportunity for someone who really knows football. Who you know, it might have not been this mad charismatic figure, but I'll never get the chance to pick his brain on, on stuff like that so it, it, I think about the managers now and it's not well there's no current players that I'd be that asked about but like Jürgen 
all day long. I'd give anything for an hour in the company a year. Can clock, you know, over a any defo have a pint. You'd yeah. have a fucking stein. And, he'd, and he would finish, and he'd go, "Do you want another?" You know what I mean? And he would probably put it on his head when it was done and stuff like that. Like, but yeah, no, I think I'd go, go with that. I don't know. I think I, I think I'm pretty much the same as Paul. I think I'd probably go Jurgen Klopp. But another one that I would like to sit down and have a chat with would be Jose Mourinho because I want I would ask him questions about is it all an act? What what everyone says about you in the press and what you do, how do you do it? Why do you yeah. do it? What does it work? And I, th- I don't think anyone's interviewed him like that. And yeah. I don't think they can until he hangs up his yeah. chick coat or whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? Until he hangs that up, no one will know what Jose Mourinho, the manager, is actually yeah. like. And I'd like to know the true story behind Well, it, it was interesting because Stu, Overlord Stu, um, mentioned like a, an Alex Ferguson thing and he talked about like a tenuous connection. And I was like, I, if we ever got the opportunity, I would kill to interview Alex Ferguson. He's like, no, I wouldn't put you in a room with him. And I was like, I would love to do it from my perspective because I've been so trained to hate that man through football and all that. And he's uh, he was the architect of mm. Liverpool's downfall as much as the club itself. Mm. I've done that, and I would be again. I don't. Th- I'd look that. I think that environment to go at Alex Ferguson from not like a reverential like, yeah. oh, Sir Alex, and what a wonderful man. And what I'd love to be able to go. And when you know when you did that and again similar to the the, the mm. thing, I would that would he would be. Did you mean? to get that reaction out of your squad when you said that. How planned is everything? These are like the really interesting things to me. I'll tell you what, actually who I would go for a pint with who would be very interesting to chat to would be John Terry. You know. But he's got some stories, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, but because he's been someone that's kind of been hated, he's been someone that's had loads of controversy. It'd be kind of what you ultimately end up now with is you don't really know it went so far that you don't really know what the truth is who he actually is as a guy I've met him once very briefly uh, and said hello to him and he seemed kind of cool but fucking anyone can yeah. in that meeting but I think he'd be quite an interesting guy to actually get to to know and yeah. to hear his yeah. side of some of these things because in every story there's a few sides there's so many to people it. Who, who get to get behind it again Stephen Gerrard from the same sort of tone I've spoken to him and I've interviewed him and stuff and I he has such a front that's constructed mm. and, like, do, and he's they? got you know if you were to bump into him in a, in a casual setting you can't because his minders were all around him and they'd be, they'd, I know he pushed they push people away like get, yeah. basically get away from him leave him alone and I, I sense that and I've heard, I know people who do know him ish and they said like what a sense of humour what a great yeah. guy it would be again I just like it's like breaking that. down the walls exactly. isn't it I'd love to be able to have an honest conversation an honest open conversation with like yeah. go on then uh, yours? My, uh, the list kept going on as you guys were talking, but uh, I think Holloway. without being boring and yeah, the Holloway was the first one that came into my head. Well, but, it, it, it won't be a pint with him though, would it? It'd be a bunk up. <laughs> what if you, what, would, you, would you ask him if he remembered you? From from, from, that, one, from moment. that one moment. Uh, I don't think I'd want to. Just to <laughs> <laughs> rather not. A, I'll tell you what. Though, by the way, I, went, I once went to watch. Uh, you got his number? No, I don't. But I, I was went to watch the Beast at um, Gillingham. Right, it was pre-season game. We we're doing something with him, some some video, and they were playing against. Um, did he manage? Who was Pompey? Who did he manage? Uh, no, they've got into oh, just oh, got oh. into the Prem at uh, Palace. Palace, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, and they were playing Palace, and basically halftime uh, happened, went off. He came out dead quick afterwards, right, and just spent the whole of halftime pretty much uh, in the stand with the uh, Gillingham fans just hanging out with all the kids, chatting to them, posing for pictures, and just literally talking to them in a way that was completely at their level, just having a lot, some of them would be cheating, he was just brilliant, and I was kind of stood there just thinking like, fair play actually, I don't think there's many 
people that actually would go and just give his time yeah, like that. Yeah. He seems he's very cool. Talk, isn't he? Yeah, very I think cool. yeah, other other two, Guardiola, I think would be fascinating. Yeah. Um, and I love Ray Wilkins as well. I'd love to see them. And he likes a pint. So that'll <laughs> be a good chat. Um, you know we don't put off. Yeah. Uh, last one. Uh, Bojan Konov. Um, worst player in the Premier League currently and of all time. The worst player of all time has got to be... Um, oh, shit. Oh, Ali, Ali Dyer, hasn't it? The Southampton, the lad for Southampton that Graham Sooner signed. And it on the on the recommendation of George Weir, yeah. or it wasn't George Weir. Totally, and then, yeah, yeah. yeah, he said he thought that the guy won a competition or something <laughs> to train with them, and then he turned up, brought him on as a sub, and then promptly shoved yeah. him back off again. He has to be yeah. the worst that is the right Premier League football player of all time. Um, currently, I don't think I know. It's sad because a lot of people actually call upon me for my football Charlie, knowledge. Don't really know. Charlie Magu- I think it's Charlie Maguire or Craig Maguire at Hull is horrific. He's awful. Lee Catamol has been bad for a long time. I look. I, I don't like this question, uh, and I don't, like, I don't like this question. <laughs> and it's my part. I'm not answering yeah. it. No, no, no. But one of them is, it's like this is the thing is that like fo- listen, right? No, no. I hate that. Footballers <laughs> are people, right? Essentially, you know, and they're not. It's not FIFA. So it's not like every time that player plays, his finishing is going to be 90 and his heading is going to be this and his pace is going to be that. They're human beings, right? And the environment around a human being is really important. Also, the chemistry with the people around them. The instru- Some people are system players that can look amazing in a certain system or in a certain position, but can be exposed in other scenarios. When you're a professional footballer, that's standard. You're good and you're good enough. But some managers are able to get the most out of people and get the system right, etc. And some are. I've seen people that have come up, that have been at Huddersfield, right? And I've looked at it and been like, how this guy, how? Scott Arfield didn't have confidence, didn't want the ball. He went to Burnley, right? And I was like, why are they bloody signed him? And he's gone on and he's been an ever present. They've been up, he's played a couple of years in the Premier League, he's scored goals for them. He looks like a world beater. And it made, Scott Arfield made me see that actually it's not that guy, it's not just him. It's that the yeah, situation just, I tried to, that they're I just in. tried to defuse this by quickly googling who is the worst player in the Premier League on FIFA 17, and I couldn't find there wasn't an answer to that. They've got who's the worst player in totals, but so, but no, but unfortunately, but, but you, no, Matt's right. It's a, it's about how you play in that individual team, yeah. and right now, this minute, it's Claudio Bravo. <laughs> He's terrible. <laughs> he is terrible. Terrible. Goal, but I don't like that question. I thought it was just, I thought yeah, it was just a bit of fun. Jose Basingwa. It's a QPR perspective. He was, he, uh, his nine. first three he months at right Chelsea, back. he was amazing. Sort of. Uh, that's oh, it. Right back that used yeah. to bomb forward. Okay. Well, look, thank you for, for listening slash watching. Uh, if you if you subscribe to the podcast, you listen to this on audio, uh, make sure you go over actually and check us out in, in video form. We know a lot of people are very curious to, to see... Uh, uh, see what Paul and check out Matt's new haircut. Actually, look like check out my new haircut. Um, thank you for for the questions. Thank you for participating. Thanks, James. Um, he won't for be on. He won't podcast. be on for a while now. Flav will be back, and we'll get back to normality. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll be seeing James again. Uh, no, that's not true. Thanks, James, because he, he it's amazing having you on, and these boys as well. Um, see you at the far post. See you at the far post. So how we sign off? It's what we do. Long. Long, the 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 long, the
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.